Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we celebrate the triumphs of people who have overcome their own life's challenges and made our world better. People who have taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host. Thank you for joining me. Sue, welcome to the Lemonade Stand. I'm super excited to talk to you today, and I can't wait to get to know you more. So start out by telling me three things about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. I'm like, you and I knew each other a long time ago, and I was really touched that you would even want to interview me. So thank thank you. you. Great. So I have five kids and two stepkids and five grandkids. So I love family. Um, That's one thing I'm passionate about is just spending time with my family and being with my family. I like to sew. And actually, I am starting to take up golf. I've been twice. (laughs) And, And I'm starting to like practice in my backyard and everything but my husband golfs and so I thought that would be you know something cool that I could do um one other thing is I'm a jeans and t-shirt kind of gal so even if I can get away with wearing sweats that's what I'm going to wear so I'm not a fancy girl but uh I love my jeans and t-shirts that's awesome (laughs) I'm with you on that one I love that too I'm like uh whatever I can do to be most comfortable so I love it that's great Well, I understand you have a lemon to lemonade story or several lemons to lemonade story that you can share with me today. I can't wait to hear about this. Yeah. So as this has been really fun for me to kind of think back through my life and like what has led me to where I'm at right now. So as I thought about it, I thought, you know, it kind of started back with my mom. My mom was I would call her an entrepreneur. I didn't really even think about that until the past year or so. I thought my mom really was an entrepreneur. She used to teach sewing classes at our house and ladies in the neighborhood would come over and learn how to make jeans for their kids. And, um, and then she also started a business selling, it was called sisters creations and they made um, these barrettes and they had like lace and fancy fabric on there and everything. And she would go to boutiques and sell them. And then she also would sell them to a store called mini world, which is like long gone. But um, so I thought, you know, I feel like, Oh, I think I got my entrepreneurship. Is that, if that's a word blood from my mom and watching her being brave enough to do different things. So, you know, as I, I got married, started a family, had five kids and, um, I was able, luckily enough, I I really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and I was able to do that. I loved being home with my kids, and but I also felt like it's good to be a mom, but you also still need to be yourself. So I still needed to have my Sue, my own identity, besides just being a mom. And luckily, my hobbies that I like to do were like sewing. Um, I made all my kids clothes, like seriously, like even their underwear sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) which is silly. Um, I also like got into toe painting and I bought my own saw and I would cut out the, the wood and, you know, do all of that. At that time, I tried doing some boutiques around for like my first little business type thing, but they just weren't successful. You never knew what people were going to buy. It might, you might sell everything at one. And then the next one is like nothing, you know? And so that didn't work out very well. Well, one time I was in Texas visiting my um, sister-in-law and we went to this like flea market for craft stuff. And there were these dolls that were um, like made out of muslin. And I fell in love with them and thought, 
oh my gosh, this is going to be my next hobby. So I went home and started making dolls. And um, around that time, my um, in my church, they were doing some classes and asked me to teach some doll classes. So I did a Raggedy Ann and Andy doll class. And um, I, I like sewed everything up. I made it so that all they had to do was like the hand stuff. So they did hand stitching or hot glued the legs on and that kind of stuff. And they went home with this finished Raggedy Ann and Andy doll. And I loved it because I was sharing something I love doing and they, it was fun watching them to be so excited that I made this thing. I create, you know, we all love to create, right? And they were just so proud that they created this thing. And so, you know, a few months later in that year, um, our family, we didn't have any money for Christmas and, it, and Christmas was coming up. And I just thought, you know, I wonder if I could do doll classes at my house and make some money for our Christmas this year. So I called around to a couple of my friends and people in the neighborhood. I think I got like 25 people, if I remember right, to come to this snowman. We made a snowman and I made enough money to um, have Christmas that year for my family. And, and again, I had that same experience where it was so fun to see them so excited to go home. One lady put her doll in a seatbelt and, you know, it was just, it was just fun, you know? <laughs> so, so um, I kept doing the classes for the next few years to just, you know, I was able to remodel my um, bathroom with the money and uh, it was really fun. I, after a while, I, I pretty much had done every single holiday you could, you know, leprechaun doll, uh, whatever kind of doll. And I even did a really a nativity set, which I still love. Wow. The rest of my dolls, I've kind of sent to the DI, I think, but, <laughs> but the, the nativity set is cute. I really like the nativity set. So, oh, and another thing that was really fun about the dolls was it became a family business. So my kids would, we'd, I'd sit them all in a row and each person would have something to put in the kit. So it's like, put two arms, you put two arms and two legs in, you put the pants in, you put the shirt in and they would all sit there and we'd watch a movie or whatever and put together these kits. I think I started to where I had about 80 customers that would come every month or two to make the dolls. And, and also they would, they had to stuff the legs and the arms my kids did, you know, or I would too, but because it took too long in the class to have the ladies do that. And I want them to be done in two hours, you know? So anyway, my kids would like throw the legs and the arms and if they could get it um, over the curtain rod, like they'd get a point or whatever. So it was just, there's a lot of fun family memories through just trying to do something at home, have a little side hustle to make money. Um, So then um, a few years later after that, I, you know, was my kids were all in school and I was kind of done with the doll thing and, but still one needed a little something more in my life. So I started working at a quilt store um, at, at the specific quilt store. You got paid by fabric. And I don't know if that's even legal, <laughs> but, but that's how it was. You would get paid with fabric. And at that time, minky fabric was just coming out and I fell in love with, you know, it's so soft. You want you try minky, right? It changes your life. You don't want any other blankets. And so I made um, Minky for all of my kids and while I worked there. So it was fun. You know, life was good. I was learning how to do quilts and all that stuff. And then um, at about that same time, my um, husband at the time made some poor choices and I found myself um, facing divorce. I don't know why that makes me cry. My life is so good now, but it was a hard time. (laughs) 
and um I was like so terrified um for my gosh for my future I'd been a stay-at-home mom my kids were doing great I mean my family was awesome but you know my heart was shattered um and uh, I had a kid, I had one daughter who was graduating from college. I had a son on a mission. I had a 17 year old, a 14 year old and a 10 year old at home. And you know, that's uh, traumatic things for kids to go through as well. And I just didn't know how, how they were gonna do and how am I gonna make it through this? How is my heart gonna mend? Um, and I think one of the hardest things for me was the prospect of supporting my family. I, you know, I like said I loved, and I can't even say that enough. I loved being a stay-at-home mom. And I, you know, I loved feeling like I'm a good mom, like I'm home for my kids. And, you know, I've learned that you can be a working mom and be a great mom too, you know, since then. But I felt that way, you know. I remember praying to Heavenly Father. And so in my prayers, I just said, um, you know, Heavenly Father, if there is a way that I can work from home, please let that happen. And uh, three weeks later, I got a call from a neighbor and he was starting a business and um, he needed somebody to be, it was for med getting medical records for lawyers and he needed somebody to, um, you know, send letters out requesting the medical records, um, call the hospitals, be over a, a call center for people to call the hospitals to keep them going with the medical records and then um, scan the medical records in. And most of it was at home. I, all the call center stuff I could do at home. And there were a few things that I would do at the office, but it was very flexible. You know, my kids were all in school or out of school or whatever, but it was flexible enough that I felt comfortable doing it. And it wasn't full-time at first, you know, it was very part-time. So I started doing that, felt really blessed that I, had been able to be offered that position. So I worked, I did that. Another cool thing that happened with that is my daughter, I was able to even have my daughter work for me. Um, so that was kind of cool, you know, that we had that too, that she could do things with me and I was able to spend time with her. At the time I felt like when I got divorced that like half of me had walked out the door because I'd been married for 23 years. That's a long time, longer than I was single. and. Um, I only, my identity was partly a married person and I didn't know who, you know, I mean, when I would tell people I was divorced, like I couldn't believe that was coming out of my mouth. I, it, I mean, it was like, like you had to pull it out, you know? Yeah. You didn't um, get married never, to get divorced. No, I never plan. thought, yeah. yeah. I never thought I would be in that boat. I thought, you know, I can either sit in my bed and cry or I can bet on, put on my big girl panties and <laughs> be, make some, you know, do something. And I honestly felt, had this inside of me of feeling like I can, I can be an example to other people that you can do this, you know, and that your life can still be good. I felt like that could be me. And so I went to um, a medical coding school online at the same time I was working and eventually I did work outside of the home um, um, doing the medical coding. So then a, a few years later, I found somebody and I got married. And um, 
and he, you know, made a good income. I was able to quit my job and, um, and my youngest was a, a junior at this time. So I was, you know, like, oh, great. I can stay home and finish out her high school years, be that stay at home mom that she hadn't had since she was 10. And, um, and, uh, so that was really good. And then, um, what he, the person that I'd married had a lot of debt and I hate debt. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, for your house. Okay. But even that, I want to get it paid off. You know, I just don't like it. And so, um, when I, one day I was reading my scriptures, so I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you know, they have the book of Mormon and I was reading the book of Mormon and in the book of Mormon, there's Nephi and Nephi is a prophet who in scripture was commanded to build a ship. You know, to my knowledge, he didn't know anything about building a ship. And the thing that fascinated me about him was that in the very next verse of scripture, he just says, you know, where can I go to find the ore? He doesn't say, I don't know how to build a ship. What are you asking me to do this for? He has enough faith that he can do it and just says, where's the ore? And I'll do it. So to me, that was spoke to me of like, I don't like debt. I want to get out of debt. So, and our church encourages us to be out of debt. So I prayed and said, Heavenly Father, where's my ore? If you'll give me the ore, I'll do what I can to get out of debt. So a little bit later, I, you know, maybe a week or two later, I was talking to my brother-in-law and he worked for eBay at the time. And he could, um, he could buy like pallets of stuff, you know, and he recently had bought like several pallets of vacuums, like used vacuums that had been returned to Costco. And I swear he had like a hundred of them and I needed a vacuum. So I went to see him and then I got thinking, no, maybe this is my ore. Like maybe I can sell these vacuums for him. So I brought all these vacuums to my house and I was cleaning there. It was gross. I was cleaning out pet hair and socks that were stuck in there and wood chips and just, you know, stuff that gets in your vacuum, right? <laughs> I'm cleaning these vacuums and then I would put them on, um, on the Facebook yard cells around my area and people would come to my house and buy these vacuums. And so I did that for a while. I started giving plasma. Um, I owed my daughter and I started up the doll classes again. I mean, I was just like attacking this to get out of debt. A friend of mine said that she um, was working at a minky company and, you know, had me come. And so I started sewing for this minky company. And then after a while, I also sold for them for a short time. And then she let me go. Uh, she fired me. And so, which turned out to be a good thing because then I was able to start my own minky company. So that's the beginning of that. The cool thing is, is I get to work with blankets and blankets are awesome because you need them zero to 100. No matter how old you are, you need blankets, right? We all use them at night. We sleep with them. We, whatever, we all need blankets. And so I feel really blessed that I get to work in this market where we feel like we make a difference in the world. I mean, our motto is warming hearts one minky at a time. And that's because for us, we really do feel like they're love. Who do you think of when you put a blanket on? Like you totally think of the person that gave it to you, right? And if your grandma gave it to you, you keep it till it shreds, you know? 
and we have so many cool stories. I mean, just a lady in my neighborhood, I gave one to recently whose son, her son was, I think, 45 and just passed away suddenly. And I gave her a blanket with his favorite colors in it. And she has texted me like three or four times thanking me for this blanket and the way it makes a difference. We've had people that say to their kids, um, this is like a monster, monster eater blanket or whatever. And and they sleep with that blanket all the time, sleep like they haven't slept before. You know, just so many really cool stories, you know. One thing that I think has been really cool to come full circle for me is that there's moms who um, want to work from home like I did. And I now I'm providing my daughter and I, so I should say my daughter and I started this company together. She had to really push me to do it because you're never like I've heard on your podcast, even you're never ready. Like you think, okay, I'll be ready. I just need a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And she's like, mom, we're never going to be ready. <laughs> yep. We're just going to try this. And so she's been a huge part of this, but um, so now her and I are able to provide jobs for moms and grandmas who want to, you know, need to make income. We have lots of seamstresses from other countries that are here that speak hardly any English and it's hard for them to find jobs. Um, one person just messaged, talked to me who we hired, who was from, I think she said Venezuela. She has a, a child and she's divorced. She's a single mom and she's been working outside the home, but she comes home tired, not there for a baby. And she, so she's going to be sewing for us and we can provide enough sewing for her to provide for her, her and her daughter. So cool that, you know, I've been the single mom. I've been the one that wanted to stay home and now I'm able to with, you know, I feel like I'll give credit to God because he's the one that is over all this, but you know, it's cool that I have that opportunity to do that. And then we also have a cool part that where we help with the Alzheimer's association. So anyway, no, I love it. This just warms my heart so much to hear this story. I love how you took something that was so hard for you and something you wanted so bad to be able to stay at home. And now you have a company to provide that for other people. That is the coolest thing. I love that you're giving that gift to other moms to be able to provide for their kids and still be at home. It's such a gift to give to other people. So you worked really hard to pay off the debt of your second husband and that worked. Yeah. But then you got a job that you got fired from. Yes. And I, yeah. And I wasn't, we weren't done with the debt and, and, you know, actually that marriage ended up ending oh. during this too. And so after I started my business and everything, and for various reasons that ended that my first divorce, I did feel like, okay, I, um, yeah, like I said, I can be an example people. And then my second divorce, I thought I am the biggest loser on this planet. <sighs> you know, people must be looking at me thinking she must be really hard to get along with. I just, I was ashamed, embarrassed. Um, luckily, uh, you know, several months later, I met the, my new husband, <laughs> I mean, it sounds so terrible. I hate saying I'm divorced twice, but I am crazy happy now. He is like, you know, I had to go through all that to find him. If I had to, he was well worth it. He's so awesome. I'm so happy. And life turned out like, I think I heard one of your podcasts are like life turns out and it does, you know, you just have to hang in long enough. Some blessing. I like uh, Elder Holland's thing of some blessings come soon. Some come late. Some don't come till heaven, but they do come. And, and I 
I'm really fortunate that this one came while I'm here. (laughs) I am too. I'm so happy for you that you are happy with this one. And I wanted to know with the feelings that you got after your second failed marriage and feeling so like not enough and just having those bad feelings on yourself and hearing those mean voices tell you that you must be the worst wife and that you're not a good enough person. How has that made you how you are now? Or how do you treat other people that might be having their second divorce? It's giving, given me a lot of compassion, you know, which I didn't, I mean, I I think I've always, you know, tried to be a compassionate person and everything. And not only with somebody with divorce, but pretty much any situation, I can find some type of compassion because it just happens sometimes, you know, and I felt like, you know, I'm almost embarrassed. Maybe I made a bad choice. I don't know. And and, uh, I, I really, for me, I had to dig deep to my past of, um, and knowing how heavenly father feels about me and that he, sorry, that he cares about me. I don't think he sees me as a divorced twice person, you know, but somebody who like tries, takes the lemon and tries to make lemonade with it. And, and I, you know, that helped me a lot to just see how he would want me to be treated, how he felt about me and just digging deep in my past of knowing the Heavenly Father has been there before for me before, and he will be there for me again. And I really had to have a lot of faith that, yeah, I can make it through this and be okay. Yes, totally agree. I love how you said compassion, because I think that is the key to it. I think we have to have compassion for ourselves and for other people and stop the judgment on ourselves because nobody thinks any worse of us than we do of ourselves, right? Like it feels like we're our worst critic and we're the meanest to ourselves. Nobody else even notices or cares or is counting how many divorces you have, but you are feeling that and living that and thinking all these terrible things about yourself. So it's about compassion for yourself as well. And I think it's true too, to have, you know, the compassion on the people that I was married to that they're on their own journey. And we're, I think we're all trying our best, you know, none of us are on purpose trying to do things. And so I think it's just important to just be on your own journey and let other people be on theirs. You know, Yes, that is great advice as well. I love that. Well, I love hearing how successful you are now with your business of making blankets and what a great gift you're giving to other people and providing work for people. Like this is just all about the great lemonade. And so I appreciate you sharing that. One thing I love about our business as well is we do Facebook lives is mostly how we sell stuff. There's a lot of negativity in the world, but the people that, you know, buy blankets from us and watch our shows and all that stuff, you know, we get a lot of people saying that this like made their day. And they needed this positivity today or whatever it is. And a lot of people don't have family and we're able to, we call it our minky family and, and we've become friends with these people who we've never met, you know, only over Facebook. So I think that's another really cool blessing that has come to me is just to meet a lot of people and feel like you make a positive impact in the world. Yeah, and then I love that. Uh, like who would get mad about a blanket? <laughs> That's really good positivity. I love that. That's great. That would be a nice atmosphere to be in. 
this it's he's gonna cool. get mad and negative about that so yeah, it's awesome it's especially really cool. a minky blanky those yeah. are the best <laughs> <laughs> no they really yeah. are another that. thing that i feel like has been uh a, a, you know turning lemons into lemonade too is my mom had alzheimer's and uh she she passed away a year ago um but she um loved minky mamas because without her there's no minky mamas, right? If she hadn't taught me how to sew, there's no minky mamas. She uh, wanted to sew for me really bad. And she's, she made like 10 wedding dresses. She even made my dad a suit. Like she had crazy good sewing skills, right? Yeah. But if she had Alzheimer's and she was, you know, in her seventies, I mean, not, not you can't sew in your seventies, but I think those two combinations, she just wasn't as good, but she really, really wanted to sew for Minky Mamas. And, you know, when I was going through my divorce, especially, she was kind of like, I want to help provide for you and stuff, you know? So I um, was like, what do I do? So she made a couple of blankets and one of them, I was on one of our shows. I just thought, well, I'll just tell one of the people who um, buy blankets frequently that I'm going to send you this blanket and just show it to her. And, and then I say, will you please take a picture with it with a big smile and, you know, act like you bought it and we'll show that to my mom and it will make her day. And then people on the show, when I did that started saying, no, we want to buy it. We want to buy this blanket. I, and then they wanted to auction it. They're like auctioned it off. So I said, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll auction this blanket. And then part of the proceeds will go to the Alzheimer's association it went for like $266 and it was like 20 by 20. I mean, it was, and not even, not even it's perfect square, you know, and it was crazy fabrics and everything too. And then I told my dad, I said, don't let my mom, mom get on the show, like not in person, but just on, you know, like if you can you watch a show, right. Don't let her get on until an hour later. And then I'll show her blanket and we'll, and I'll have everybody write sold this, you know, sold that number whatever. So she thinks that people are buying her blanket, you know? And so we did that. And so she was just in heaven, you know, she just thought her blanket sold. She was so thrilled. After that, we started our, they're called our mom Miller blankets because my mom, my, my maiden name's Miller. So we called her mom Miller. Since that, we would just give her the scraps and she would just, you know, so would, and they would, they might be skinny and fatter, you know, they just, they're, they don't hang straight. They're not perfect blankets. But um, we started just, we had one show actually where we, she had sold them uh, several and I, we just auctioned them all off. And then we, we made like $1,200 or something to give to the Alzheimer's Association. So we started just having these mom millers that we would auction off here and there. And then when she passed away, uh, now we, I still have my niece make them and they still, we don't straighten them up or anything. We sew them just like she would. And then we auction one off at the end of every single one of our shows. And then part of that money we send to the Alzheimer's Association in memory of her. So I think it's it warms my heart every time because people still keep bidding on them. And they honestly say they get more comfort out of those blankets than anything else. Aww. And so it's really cool that my mom's name is still living on, even though she's not here. She's still making an impact in people's lives and my own. So. Oh, my heart. That just does my heart so good to hear that. I love that so much. A lot of uh, different a view, different view of humanity. There's a lot of good people out there. A lot of times we hear the negative 
and then, you know, watch the news and whatever. And, but you know what, there's a lot more good out there. And I've been able to see that through Minky Mamas. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's the name of your business, Minky Mamas. Yeah. And you sell mostly through Facebook or you have a website. We have a website. Yeah. We have a website that we're trying to, you know, put more stuff on and stuff like that. But mainly we do, um, through Facebook and I feel blessed that I get to work with my daughter. I mean, a lot of families tears them apart, but again, I, I mean, God is amazing because he, uh, he, she's my oldest and she has the perfect set of personality things for me. Like I fill in her gaps. She fills in my gaps and here we are mother daughter, you know, and it's really cool that we get to work. And all my family works for me. Well, my son was the accountant. He's not anymore, but Um, And my other son will get on and sell sometimes, but yeah, they all work. It's cool. It's fun to have a family business that we're all excited about, you know? Wow. What an amazing story. I love it. I love what you did to honor your mom and to give her that opportunity to sew for you. That is just the sweetest thing I've ever heard. I just love that. So what an amazing thing you're doing. I'm just so proud of you. This is so cool. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share. Was there anything like a last cup of sugar sweetness thing that you would share. If you, you know, want to have a side hustle, do something, just start. You don't, you know, you don't need, I still feel like I'm just a grandma running a business. You know, I still don't know everything and I'm learning all the time when it comes to taxes or whatever. You don't know, you don't need to know everything to get started. Just start. And as you go, you have time to learn all that. And people will come, you know, it's amazing who comes to help you with the business. I just get these amazing personalities that come and fill in your gaps and, you know, do things. So just start, just be brave and start. And, and uh, if it doesn't work out, there's, I'm sure there's something else around the corner. You just keep trying, you know? I love that so much. I just want to applaud you. That is great <laughs> advice. I love that. Just do it. Like, what are you waiting for? Just do it. Yeah. I love that. It's because scary. if I you wait, it. yeah, if you wait till you know it all, then you won't do it because you, you know it all. <laughs> you just won't do it. And I still don't know everything, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You have to learn as you go and failure is just more education. It's not that it's over. So you just change and do something different. I love that. So just try it. Yeah. Great. I'm proud of you for doing it. And it sounds like you were so inspired to do it. So it's awesome that you went with that inspiration as well. You could have just pushed it off and, oh, I'll do it later. Or, oh, you know, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. But you jumped in and now you're providing jobs for other people and you're providing for yourself and you're influencing the world in amazing ways. So it's a cool. great example to us. Just do it. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. I love it. That's awesome. So this has been a real treat. I'm so blessed. Thank you so much. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. And thanks for doing this. It takes courage too to do a podcast. And I've loved listening to them. So I will continue to be a listener. Oh, thank you. That means a lot too. You're still here? Well, then click on the next episode to hear more of Heidi's Lemonade Stand. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Thanks.